0: Hello, podcast fans. Adam Carolla here. I'm leading the fight against patent trolls who are threatening this medium. It's not about me.
1: It's about the podcast you're listening to right now. If I go down, this show could be next. Visit fundanything.com forward slash patent troll for more information
0: on how you can keep podcasting alive. Thank you and mahalo.
1: Welcome to episode 55 of the Hooniverse podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Glucker, and joining me when he's not being a famous automotive journalist is my podcast life partner, Blake, Zone of Twilight Wrong. Ooh, good one. Yeah, thank you. It's harder and harder to think of these. Yeah, it really Uh, is. How are you doing this evening? I'm doing lovely. Good. Doing great. Lovely. That's that's a good word. Lovely. <laughs> um, well, the Long Beach Grand Prix is just a few days away. Um, by the time you listen to this, you mu- it will all have already happened. Oh, what and a re- great race, wasn't it? Yes, it was fantastic. That was great. Remember that guy won? <laughs> yes. Well, speaking of, uh, we're joined by special guests who will be gunning for the win come Sunday, Justin Wilson.
2: Good afternoon or good evening.
1: Yes, thank you. It's a pleasure to have you here in the Podcast Palace. Thanks for joining us.
2: No, thanks very much. It's, it's good to be here and obviously... Uh, Looking forward to the Long Beach Grand Prix. I um, mean,
1: you, you you were happy. I was happy how to I was happy to be there,
2: and uh, what a great event it was.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, I mean, you won by two minutes. It was unbelievable. Yeah,
2: <laughs> biggest margin of victory. You know, Long
1: Beach history. in racing history. Right. Uh, normally, we kick this podcast off by talking about new cars, but screw that because race cars are cooler than whatever we're driving. Um, so I want to dive right into, to your world. Uh, and I'm going to assume that you started your career the traditional way by video games to illegal street racing, to straight into professional <laughs> racing, right? Yeah. That's how, that's, how I,
2: that's how I became an older journalist. Oh, okay. It, yeah. Um, something like that. I see when I started racing, there were no video games. It was, <laughs> uh, it was a while ago now. I don't realize how, you know, I used to be one of the youngest guys racing and, and uh, now I'm one of the older guys and everyone looks up to me. So it's, uh, I'm not sure what happened. But, um, <laughs> you know, I started racing go-karts right? and eight years old racing go-karts and it was just freedom. You know, you, you oh, get yeah. behind the wheel for the first time and it's just that freedom of being in control. And for an eight-year-old, it was it's quite a thrill.
1: I, I know. I, so I, I've only ridden real karts once. I, you know, I do tons of K1, which is like carts. I, mean? I feel like I'm a, a king at K1. Yeah, I've never yeah. done real outdoor karts. Right. And then the one time I did do them, I went... And the guy's like, yeah, you know, this isn't like K one. I'm like, yeah, well, whatever. We'll see. Lap record coming up. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, first corner. If you, if you're braking wrong, if you're hitting the throttle wrong, it just exposes so many things about uh, how the weight transfers in the car and just throttle applications and braking. App. It was un- I spun so many times. I was so frustrated. I was like, I got to go back to K one. I can't do this.
2: Yeah, and that's how it is. You know, the the quicker the the vehicle you're driving, the more magnified everything is so you got to really fine-tune and focus down onto the the minute details because they make a a huge difference so uh you know that's what we find when we come to the racetrack is you know you're working on these a couple of feet here and brake release and trying to get the brakes to come off at the right time and and how you deal with that with just the application and release of the pedals is huge
1: yeah yeah i mean if i entered the corner and then if you if you come right off the brakes you're going to you're going to something bad's going to happen you got it's it's insane and then i guess that just that's where you start your your footwork comes into play and then i imagine it just magnified like you said at every level it goes up things are faster reactions happen and
2: yeah and it, you know people often think we just drive a car around the streets for <laughs> a couple of hours and you know what's the big deal right but you know you, you have to work pretty hard at it to uh not only the concentration and trying to get that feel constantly, you know, balancing the car on the edge, but physically, there's no power steering, there's, there's no power-assisted brakes, so um, it's all raw, giving you the feel you want as a driver, but it makes it pretty tough, you know, you get out after the race and you, your arms are pretty pumped up, you know, you're, aerobically it's a workout, um, so you, it's, uh, it's not a cakewalk like people imagine it.
1: Now if you went from cuz you drive Indy cars now uh, amongst other things if you h- then hopped into like a Formula 3000 car would you be like oh this this is fun like or or would it still be uh, you know I'm on my senses are on let's go
2: Yeah I mean as far as um, like you wouldn't
1: be one-handing it around the track
2: <laughs> No it, it, in some ways, it's always easier to go back. So, you drive, when you drive something quicker and then you step back into something slower, it's easier. Everything's, okay. you know, your, your mind learns to speed up. So, uh, you drive an Indy car, things happen at a certain pace and certain cadence, and you go, you're, you're on it. And uh, it's, it's like an adrenaline rush. You're, you're, you're totally wired up after a race, and everything's happening really fast. And then, if you step back and drive something, you know, in a couple of categories down or the next category down, it all happens so much slower, and you've got time to think about it. And you know, you're not physically holding the wheel with one hand, but mentally you are. Okay. You're, you're taking it easy. And it's like, yeah, yeah, I can deal with this, whatever. <laughs> <You> know, <it's, laughs> nice. you know, whereas, yeah, like an IndyCar or, or Formula One, um, you're, you're intense, and you're taking all that in at the right. s- you know, as, as fast as you can.
1: Yeah. Now, um, in, uh, in 1998, you were a runner-up for the McLaren Autosport Young Driver Award which is huge. That's a, I mean, that's a major thing. Jensen Button won that year. Do you look forward to the day when you can go wheel to wheel and right this wrong? <laughs> uh,
2: fun question. <laughs> I actually raced with Jensen from eight years old. We started racing go-karts at the same time. It was, uh, there was a whole group of us back then. Uh, Jensen Button, Dan Weldon, uh, late Dan Weldon, um, Anthony Davidson, who also raced in F1, raced sports cars, um, Jay Howard, you know, there's a whole group of us that we had no idea at the time that we would make it to this far in motorsport. We just did it Were you know, dads were motivated, carting uh, <laughs> dads to, to see us get there. But we were just happy to be driving and sure. competing. And, um, you know, we, we, that competition just, just pushed us on and we, we all kind of did something half decent with it.
0: Yeah. And when you moved out of karting, you went to, uh, I believe you started driving Vauxhalls, right?
2: Yeah, it was a a class called Formula Vauxhall Junior, which is a bit like Formula Fords. You know, back then, we went into this big cycle of everyone's got to have their own championship. So, uh, a series started up, we used a Vauxhall engine, which is uh, not Opel, but uh, Chevrolet equivalent over here. Um, uh, And it was the series to be in for a couple of years, and that's what I did, so... Yeah, Were those four cylinders, four cylinder, um, no wings, no aerodynamics, slick tire. So, you know, for a, a 16 year old, it was, it was a lot of fun. You yeah. Know, it's it was, like a driver development program. right? Yeah. yeah. And, and that's it. And, you know, in every category you move and progress through, you're gaining horsepower, downforce, uh, the car's getting quicker, more demanding to drive. And it's just teaching you. So you, you go through this, what we call the ladder and you just build up and get faster so that you're prepared every situation the race craft you learn back when you're racing go-karts right. right that's that's where that pays off tenfold you know we think we're we're hooning around and just having a blast but you're actually learning so much at that point and that's what you use today and you're so also you, having a blast well <laughs> yeah. yeah i mean it's that and then you know you know you know that was our equivalent of playing video games. These days we do go and play video games. I was playing video games this morning, so uh, <laughs> Yeah
0: So do you still do the simulator and everything too?
2: Yeah, yeah. I was um I was just down the road actually at CXC. I went to see my friends there and drive their their latest simulator. So that that was a lot of fun. What do
1: they run? i racing or
2: uh i racing, a little bit of R Factor. Um, Personally, I'm, I'm big on i racing just because they they scan the racetrack, so you, you have yeah. the physical race like surface, the bumps and everything,
0: and all the elevation changes still
2: feel accurate, right? Yeah, yeah. Although obviously you lose the sensation, yeah, um, on a on a simulator, but still, it's. It's very accurate. Everything's down to fractions of a millimeter. Yeah, someone so. was telling me they, they did an iRacing program,
1: uh, and they normally drive at Lime Rocks, their home track, and there was this one section where they always know to line up at a certain spot, and they'll feel a bump, and they felt it in the game. Like, that's how crazy that's yeah, iRacing's crazy. supposed to yeah. be. Uh,
2: and that's why we use it, because you, you go there, you, you, you drive the simulator, you learn the racetrack, you learn some of the nuances. And then you can take that to the real world. Uh, you know, you turn up at a track that you don't know, and you're straight on the pace. And it it's a big benefit. So, I mean, simulators must have, I would assume for most teams, they've become a major tool in general for making you guys better. I
1: mean, everybody has to use them.
2: Well, yes and no. In Formula One, every team's got their own simulator. In IndyCar, no one has one. There's a couple of teams... Um, Started to put their own together using an old crash tub and put a screen on it, and you know, connect up some controls. But, um, no one's gone to the level they have in Formula One because you know, like, say, Formula One, they're spending five right. ten million dollars on their simulation program. Jeez, which is yeah, that's an IndyCar budget, right? So. I was gonna say, that's, <laughs> yeah, crazy. that's crazy, pretty serious, uh, gaming. But yeah, they go to the huge rooms, you know, that's the latest thing now, he's got this huge warehouse. And set up a track system and put the pod on this track system and actually physically move you around this warehouse to try and simulate the g forces. That's insane. That's insane. I mean, they probably have like the Navy, like, hey, can we borrow your system? And NASA knocking on the door. Yeah, can we use
1: this
0: for our drone program? (laughs) (laughs) Right. So, go ahead. I was wondering, where did you go after Vauxhall? Because there's a, you entered, you first did um, a Formula One testing in 2001, right?
2: Yeah, um, I did a. A class called uh, Formula Palmer Audi, which is an Audi four-cylinder turbo engine. I won that, and that got me a free drive in F3000 from 3000 to Formula One. Uh, and I raced F1 only one year, but drove for Minardi and Jaguar. So uh, that was in 2003. Wasn't the first
0: time you entered Formula One they thought you were too tall?
2: Uh, the first time I test drove, yeah. <laughs> um, I, I test drove for for a Team called Jordan at the time, which is right. Uh, I've changed names so many times now, but so I, I test rode for Jordan. Um, and then I also later that year got an opportunity to drive for Minardi. Um, I knew Paul Stoddard, and um, he's a good guy. and he, he had an opening for one race, and I went and I couldn't get in the car. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I don't consider myself tall, but I guess I am tall for a racing car driver, so uh. I couldn't quite get in. I, you know, my knees were hitting on the, the top of the tub, and my feet were jammed in. And it's pretty hard as as a driver to say I can't do right. this. Right? Yes. I mean, if someone's yeah. like, "Hey, you hop in that F one car," you'd be like,
1: yeah.
0: "I can't." Yeah, I
1: can't. I really that is to, is pretty hard. That would kill me. Yeah.
0: I mean, I obviously don't have that problem. <laughs> and well, F one cars are still small even for me. So. He gives he gives me hope, even though I've never taken the right uh,
1: training. I'm <laughs> overweight. Uh, but, but you're a journalist. Same, we're about you're... the same we're nearly the same height. So there's still hope for me even though I'm I'm going to be 34. So but uh, <laughs> you're, you're a journalist. It's okay. <laughs> right, yeah. yeah. I just go to a V school and, it's and really all that matters. <laughs> Really learn how to do it. Um <laughs> like like Blake was saying um you've been running into cars since uh, 2008. But you still jump to other races occasionally. You, um, most notably, I'd say Daytona, uh, Le Mans, two thousand three. You did Formula One. Uh, you're in Indy now, um, and maybe you're supposed to say this is your favorite racing series. But what's your favorite racing series? <laughs> and if you say this, it's fine. We'll accept that.
2: Yeah, uh, it's actually playing video games. We're, okay. We're playing Need for Speed before you walk oh, in. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that was it's good to try yeah, it less out. There's
0: cops in IndyCar, aren't there? Yeah. Yeah. Less car chases.
2: Yeah, it's it's those cops, you know, chasing you down and. Um, but when I think back over it, you know, Le Mans was really cool. That's it's one of those events you got to go to at some point in your career and or you know experience um, the the festival and the activities and and just that whole environment. So that was great. Um, you know, I, I grew up in England. Formula One was the pinnacle. My my aim was to make it to Formula One, and I've done that. But when I got there, um, I didn't enjoy it. So. You know, it's, it's a very political place. Right. Um, so, the
1: moment. Well, judging by every scene I've seen from Senna, it's all politics. Yeah. So, I exactly. mean, except the good scenes when he's driving.
2: Yeah. You know, the, driving the car is great. I mean, it's the best car ever. When I drove it, it was the V10, oh, uh, man, normally man. aspirated. Yeah. It, it, what do you think of the new noise? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's, it's
0: definitely a sound that you can I mean, hear with your. Even ears. last year,
1: yeah. it was getting this like whoa, 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 it sounds like a, p- a pack of
2: muted Subarus going around a track. Like, yeah, I, I kind
0: of like it, but that's my. You're crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Give me the
2: scream. <laughs> yeah, the V10s <laughs> were awesome. They now, they, now, they just uh, felt great.
0: Now Jaguar didn't last too long. The Jaguar F1 team didn't last too long. Were you with Jaguar like to the end, like when they disbanded?
2: Um, I was the. A year before they switched names and then some small beverage company bought them. Wow. And um, yeah, n- now they've won a few. Oh, World Tab. Champions You're with, talking about y- tab, you tab, right? That's gotcha. the one. Yeah.
1: Tab, yeah. Uh, that's tab F1. So uh, I'm curious about when you were doing, I believe this was right around Formula One time, you uh, sold shares in yourself to generate money and you sold 900 shares. I mean, you essentially created a Kickstarter campaign before Kickstarter. How, can you tell yeah. us a little bit about that?
2: Yeah, it's something that just kind of grew. It um, started off my, you know, I was trying to get into Formula One. I won the F3000 Champions with like the the junior level to Formula One back in 2001. And I went to these F1 teams like, hey, you know, can I have a go? And yeah, sure. <laughs> the call was next week. Yeah, I you know, didn't really get anywhere. Um, so that next year, I raced another series, less well-known, um, didn't win it. I finished fourth in the championship and went back to those teams and said, hey, I got $2 million. How about oh, yeah. the door couldn't open fast enough? I was it? Right. So I <laughs> so, so, well, how do we find $2 million? <laughs> 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 um, so at that point, you know, my manager at the time was a guy called Jonathan Palmer, ex-Former 1 driver. And he said, well, when I tried to break in, I had a couple of people invest in me. So we floated that idea and got a lot of positive feedback from um, just fans and supporters started to write in. So, well, how do we invest? At the time, we were thinking maybe find ten people right. um, to put in large chunks, but getting all these people saying we want to get involved. So that's when it grew into something more and ended up opening it up. The minimum shares was the equivalent of a thousand dollars and. Um, people put their money in it's high risk but if i made it for one season right the the money paid for one season okay but there's like
1: there's not 900 people now
2: like come on come on long beach there was (laughs) there was it went for 10 years really yeah wow so so last year (laughs) yeah last year it ended any money i earned got paid back to them that's crazy. Uh, and they would pay out a set salary that I would live on, but the majority of the money was the idea was to keep there, build up until they earn back what they put in plus interest. I got to do this. How do the I website. sign up? <laughs> I think this is what we're going to do for
1: Hooniverse Just Kickstarter. Uh, yeah, do yeah. uh, for
0: the podcast. We can be get paid in beer. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. So um,
1: now, and before we're eventually going to dive more into Long Beach, but uh, uh, I want to talk about a little bit about the history some more too. So you nearly did a back to back at Daytona which is awesome. You won in 2012 yeah, with Shank, and then you came in second in uh, in 2013. If you had pulled that off, would you wear both Rolexes at the same time? Oh, for sure. Yes. <laughs> Just one on each <laughs> wrist.
2: Yeah, yeah, definitely. I, I want to win it again, for yeah. sure. You've got to get <laughs> two. I always remember being on the podium the first time, and I think Montoya had win it that year. And you know what Montoya's like. He, he's... He's pretty confident. So uh, <laughs> the, the guy comes up and presents him with his Rolex, which you know you're pretty grateful for. And he's he like, like, "Thanks. I've got two of these. Can I get a different one? <laughs> oh my god! Are you serious? <laughs> uh, on the podium? Can I, get... can I get a GMT
0: Master? Right. Yeah. So,
1: uh, which races good. does Omega sponsor? Um, <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah. Well, two door now. What, so what, what's it like running an endurance race like that? Is it just absolutely insane?
2: Yeah. It is. I mean, you've got to look after the car, but it's still a sprint race. The cars these days, they last. You don't have to nurse them at all. You don't have to try and short shift to look after the engine. The engine's done five 24-hour dyno runs up to that point, so they know. We're going to rev it to 7,400. It'll do that all day long. So There's no nursing trying to protect the car. You try not to hit anyone, right. So that's the biggest thing. You want to get to the end of the race with the car totally intact, with all the bodywork, the little you know fenders on it that you need for it to balance. It uh, seems
1: like that's the key these days is just yeah. keep the car on the track.
2: You got to run flat out, stay on the lead lap, but keep it on the track and not damage it. So you get that last hour, the guys in the car can really go for it. And then when you when how long is your stint? Typically about an hour and 40 minutes to two hours and uh um, how
1: long is an indy car
2: race indy car race is about an hour and 40 minutes two okay. hours so you do a you do a full indy car race you get out you leave it five or six hours and then you get in and do it all again so it's physical um we are fortunately in in the sports car you got power steering but it's still physical to uh, to just keep repeating that and you got to rehydrate you got to eat uh, try and get some rest before you go out and do it all again are you able to take naps between stints i've learned to over the years nice. yeah i mean in the middle of the night it's it's kind of weird though because you get out in you know you get out say in in third place or second place and you look at the big timing tower and okay there we are p2 you go back to the motorhome you know try and get dried off and, and warmed up again because it's pretty cold even in florida in the middle of the night um And then try and get some rest and trying to switch off from everything that's going on. You know, that adrenaline that I mentioned, you're trying to just relax and... Um, and you just get off to sleep, and there's a knock on the door. Okay, it's time to get up, and oh. you got to go and do it again. And then you, you're kind of half asleep and all dreary. And Oh, that would make me so nervous! Yeah, and you got to jump in this race car. <laughs> I mean, literally, the car comes in, you got 10 seconds to get in the seat and Jeez. get fastened in, and you're off, or you're flat out again. So, uh, they don't make any mistakes, no mistakes. That's crazy. Yeah, it's 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 fun. Um, how many, How big's your
1: team for Daytona?
2: Daytona, it's four drivers. Okay. Um, and that seems to be the number most
1: teams like these days, right? Even for Le Mans and stuff yeah, too?
2: Yeah. For the 24-hour races, it works pretty well that way because it gives you just enough time to rest and, um, and get some sleep that you can perform, like I said, 100% all the time.
0: Hmm. And what, what class were you doing? What class were you in when you were in Le Mans?
2: Uh, I raced in P1 class. So okay. the, the, the main class, we were racing against the Audis. Wow. Uh, I drove back in 2004 when uh, uh, a Dome with a Judd engine. Okay. Um, so Dome is a Japanese manufacturer. It's right. great little car. They made uh, the Dome Zero. Yeah. 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 It was it really cool. So a uh, uh, team called Jan Lammers Racing or Racing for Holland. Um, we we were pretty quick, but unfortunately um, I had a... Gearbox problem and my teammate crashed it with an hour and a half to go. So.
0: Oh, that's rough. But uh, it was the gearbox's fault, not your teammate's fault. Well, that's right. the story maybe, we're sticking maybe. to. Yeah. <laughs> um,
1: how insanely awesome is it to drive a V8 supercar? Is it so awesome? Because I have to imagine it's so awesome. <laughs> yeah, it, it, they're pretty cool. Yeah. Um, and you ran the Holden's, but that was right as the team switched to Nissan's, right? Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah the, um cool car you know just so much power Uh, and so much talk you know those that's
1: what nascar should be in my opinion yeah Yeah. i mean nascar should be australian v8 supercars the races the finishes the fans i mean we nascar has good fans but the the partying and the crashes and the spectacle they got that stuff in nascar but but v8 supercars is just you know start to finish racing some of those finishes are unbelievable and it's rookies challenging top guys like wind cups fending off someone and it's yeah v8 it's
2: <laughs> it's good racing it's, cool. it's um they're fun to drive but also just the, the right mix and the the level of driving is unbelievable you go there as a first time driving a v8 supercar and you say okay yeah I, i've raced this track i've raced at surface paradise before i know what to expect and you get in and you're breaking 100 feet too early i mean it, you have to brake before you can see the corner because those things go so fast in a straight line, doing 190 miles an hour down some of those straights. Jeez. And they don't stop. Yeah, you know, they, yeah. they weigh a couple of tons yeah. and they don't want to stop. Um, so you've got to start braking before you can see it, but you're braking way too early and you know, you're five seconds off the pace and you think, wow, I really don't know how to drive a race car. <laughs> <laughs> and you start to keep chipping away at it because those guys don't leave anything on the table. Yeah. So it, I, I enjoyed the weekend. It was great fun. Um, unfortunately, they don't invite us back anymore. We, they, all the international drivers wrecked too many cars. So. Oh, wow. <laughs> that's awesome. Uh,
1: so you, I mean, you've raced all over the globe. Uh, do you have some of your favorite? Tra- I know you said Le Mans is a, is a legendary race, but I mean, just favorite circuits or tracks. Best
2: best venue I've been to. Um, the best atmosphere is the Indy 500. Oh, really? Yeah, you know, that that's really neat. So if I work down my list, I'd say the Indy 500 um le Mans, daytona um long beach long beach is, <laughs> long beach for me this year on our schedule is number two if i can win this one
1: well, would you do third last year
2: we were third last year yeah so um it's the one race i haven't won i want to win it and um you know it's it's the the second most important race on our, cal- on our calendar so uh what's your well, first I- First is obviously the five hundred, the- and and yeah.
1: going by the numbers for the five hundred, I mean, if you keep if you look at how you've done, this could be a podium year. I mean, basically what, yeah. it fifth last year, yeah. seventh the year before, and yeah. then
2: like sixteenth, and you know, so you're just chipping away at it. And- yeah, just keep moving up there, and um, it was hopefully this year is the one where we can finish in the top three, if not win it. But um, there's so many things that have to go right in that event. Things are gonna line up.
1: There's Minimal banking at Indy, right? That's a pretty flat track. Yeah. That's going to be pretty insane on some of those corners.
2: Yeah. And when you turn in at 237 miles an hour, it's, <laughs> it gets your attention. You know, yeah. In the race, we get it for 237, and halfway down the straight, we're at max and RPM just bouncing off the rev limiter. and We could have pulled 240, no problem. And the big draft is... But the problem is, when you get in that big draft, you get to the corner, there's less grip. So you, you're trying to work out exactly... How much air is on your wings and how hard to push it in turn one?
1: Jeez, that's uh, yeah, that's something I cannot say that I've ever done. Had to worry about that. 237 coming out of the draft. There's the See, corner. that's because
2: you've never been to V-School. You're
0: right, I'm that's sorry. A, that's the easy joke right there. <laughs> yeah, now,
1: what's it like to run at Long Beach, though? Because um, I, I was talking to uh, Johnny O'Connell last year before the Pirelli World Challenge stuff, and he says he loves Long Beach because there's no room for error. And he, he likes it. Oh, you don't agree with Mister O'Connell? No, no, no. no. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> the beer went went down the wrong pipe. Yeah, uh, he liked it because um, there's no room for error. He liked it because it was um, an aggressive track, and you go for it and you put it all out there. And if you mess up, everybody's going to see it because you're going to be in the wall. That's why he. That's what he was saying.
2: I think that's pretty accurate. You got to be aggressive. You got to attack, but you got to be smooth because uh, you, you're over attack and slide the car you're going to lose time and you're also going to keep sliding until you hit the wall. So it's a, it's a very unique driving style and I love it. I think it's it's a great layout, it's a great venue and it's got a lot of history and that's why for me, as I said, it, it ranks as the second most important one of the year to try and win. And um, um you have to get so close to these walls, especially at the apexes, right in the middle of the corner. That's where all the grip is. So you're trying to judge it. You're trying to carry the speed in, but get as close as you can without hitting the walls. And sometimes we get it wrong and uh, tear some shit up. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> now, I, I think they should bring the the jump back, the route where they come further up from down the hill. And Just leave it yeah. at the super truck course or like the F1 whatever? days. Yeah. yeah. The, the, Robbie tru- Gordon the trucks, that was special. cool last yeah. year. The trucks were cool, cool last year. Yeah. And this
0: year it's the 40th anniversary, so that's going to be really cool. Oh, wow. Oh, there you yeah. are. You're right.
1: You're right. Um, Actually, speaking of people I crashing think in, there. In I, the,
0: think, I remember, sorry to cut you off of there, but in the early years, I think they didn't even have a podium. I think they just put all the drivers on the back of this Toyota pickup truck. Really? And, yeah, um, and
2: they took them for a parade lap around yeah, the, the they track. That back. And That's then they, they, cool.
0: um, they had to get some champagne, so they just went to a liquor store nearby and just bought a big magnum of champagne for those guys. It is yeah. Long Beach, though, so lock is up, Long up Beach, team so trucks. So they didn't have to walk very far for a liquor store,
1: too. Well, one, of the, one of the pro drifters got his truck broken into because, it is oh, unfortunately, yeah. it is Long Beach. Yeah. and They stole his suit. His helmet, his GoPros, and he's just oh. like, I don't care about the GoPros. I just want my suit and my helmet back. Because that's that shitty. Yeah. Um, so, that, sorry, Tyler McCoy. That's bad. Right
2: yeah. That's your worst fear is yeah, like, suit and I helmet. need that to go race. Suit and
1: helmet. <laughs> I mean, people might think, oh, you can get another one of those. Like, no, that's my helmet. And, like, that's. I
2: this I carry a, that. Nobody else carries that.
0: This is an F1. You can't open your closet door like a cartoon character. and just have like a million suits there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um,
2: yeah. Yeah, I mean, the helmets these days, we have to use the carbon fiber helmets right. in IndyCar, you know, for the protection. And...
1: Uh, was a
0: like $5,000 helmet? How much weigh? away? are the, super nothing. light, right? <laughs> Nothing, yeah. Because
2: yeah. I, felt, I felt a... I was
0: at a motorcycle store earlier, and they just got a shipment of carbon fiber helmets in, and this one was three pounds, and I could have just thrown it across the <laughs> store. It was great.
2: Yeah, yeah. So. The... the Trying to keep the weight down obviously helps if, with an impact and stopping the, some of the inertia. But uh, but yeah, it's also the strength that it yeah. can absorb the impact but keep absorbing it time after time. So if it, in our crashes you don't normally hit once, you kind of hit something and then bounce back and yeah. bounce back again. So uh, yeah,
0: it's pretty important. It's but, like G4's in a short amount of time. Yeah. Now you've raised you've raced open wheel cars and you've raced sports cars but mostly open wheel cars can you kind of talk us through the mindset that you have to have in, going into like the differences Here's the both? mindset crazy.
2: <laughs> right. Got it. Thanks. <laughs> um yeah, you got to be a little bit crazy. You got to believe that you know, it's not going to happen to you. I mean, we know motorsports dangerous, but um we don't think about that. We're thinking about how to go faster and we we're, we're always pushing the limit trying to find that next little bit. How how can I brake later? How can I carry more speed to this high-speed corner? And um... that's how
1: I drive up the 405. That's how I drove <laughs> to get here in the NSX. Th- that's how you do traffic. Yeah, this I actually, my mindset when I'm in that car is uh, I'm Winston Wolf from Pulp Fiction. It's, it's 15 th- minutes away. It's I'll minutes be away, there in, be 10, in 10. Yeah, yeah. Um,
0: yeah. I, I'm Jeff Glucker. I solve problems. No, it,
1: it's always fascinating to me when if I'm I'm at a track driving a car. And I finally start to get the track. You know, I feel like I'm hitting the turns. Okay, I got this apex, I got this braking zone. And then towards the end of the day, then I go for another ride with a pro. I'm like, God, I am just terrible. I suck at this. I want to go home. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's just such a fascinating gap. Like, I mean, I guess it's, I was going to say it's probably similar to any pro sport. Like, if I hit the court with Kobe... I shouldn't say Kobe because I hate the Lakers. If I hit the court with Rajon Rondo – no, not the Clippers. I I like the Clippers. Clippers, no, Celtics. Uh, If I hit the court with Rajon Rondo, um, I would get destroyed. Uh, Well, we also have been
0: doing this since we were single-digit ages, you know? Well, maybe you've been in carts since four. Yeah, I wish. Um, Me too. I, I should have told my dad I can't be a basketball player. Not that I could be a race car driver,
1: really. uh, <laughs> Still in the back of my head. Like, when right. I go to these... The thing that bums me out is when I go to these events and I have my camera, I'm like, I don't want to do this. I want to do that. Right. <laughs> um, I need to start going to track days is what I need to do. Yeah. Um, go with the NSX. Now, back to... Yeah, the Honda would love that. Um but tell them. I'll give a video it, of it. Cause um, like cars, it just well, I'll do it tonight. Down. I'll yeah. do Long Beach tonight. There you go. Um, so, all Indy cars run the... Uh, I always pronounce it wrong. Is it Delara? It's Delara. Yeah, Delara. Okay, right. I always feel like I want to be Australian. Well, Delara. Um, the DeLorean. DW12 okay. chassis that you guys run, the Delorean. Yeah. Uh, how <laughs> drastic was that chassis change compared to the IR03 cars?
2: Well, it's been nearly ten years, so they just did a lot of safety improvements. Um, we, you know, unfortunately for me, it came a little late. But I broke my back in two thousand and. Eleven. I think about it. Then um, I went off roading, and these cars aren't designed for that. So, Where, which course? It was a Mid Ohio in uh, in Ohio. Fast track. Yeah, turn one. It went went wide to turn one. Tried to keep my foot in wrestle it back onto the track, and um, hit a couple of bumps. And the car took off, got about three feet in the air, and it slapped down. Ouch! The compression broke my back. Um, they already had it in in the plan. But uh, that reinforced that they needed to put this extra foam underneath where you sit because I just sat straight on the carbon floor. So literally between me and the ground, there's maybe eighth of an inch of carbon, and that was it. It's crazy. So um, yeah, when I landed, it was a was it 65 g impact, and oh. apparently that's not good for you. So no. <laughs> so now this new car has got this extra padding underneath you. Um, it's got this extra padding behind you. Um, it's got what we call xylon panels built into the side that stop things from penetrating through. Because carbon fiber's strong in certain ways, but these these extra panels, I don't know what, some kind of space-age thing, they stop things from piercing the, the tub, and that works great. So all that's built in uh, to give us a much safer car, and, and hopefully... How can, does
1: it drive compared to the old car?
2: It drives pretty good. We've got carbon fiber brakes now, so we can go really deep into the corners. Um, you know, the the brake zones seem pretty short. Sometimes it just feels like someone's grabbed hold of you by the, the back of the head and just trying to rip your head off when you hit the brakes. To the point where when we hit the brakes, sweat will come off your face and hit the visor. It's, <laughs> awesome. It, that's it, cool. It stops well. Um, it's got a lot of downforce. I mean, we go to a track in Barber, uh, Birmingham, Alabama, and we pull four and a half, nearly five Gs through some of those corners, which is F1 speed. Yeah, that's so, crazy. Uh, it's pretty impressive. And yeah. also now with the, the we've got two engine manufacturers, so yeah. the engine war pushes them on, we're getting more and more power all the time, which What is it, Honda and Chevrolet? Yeah, right? Honda and Chevrolet. I drive the Honda. Um yeah, you had both the highest
1: finish at Indy for Honda, right? Yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah. so that was cool. But um like I said, we want to go a little bit more this year.
1: I feel like this episode is sponsored by Honda. So we're talking <laughs> about the Acura outside. Yeah. And, um, you have great cars. Yes. Uh, and, and I have a Civic, which, um, yeah. which is getting work done. And
0: I had a Honda motorcycle. That there you something. go. Look
1: yeah. at that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Chris has go. a
2: pilot. Um,
0: wow. No, it's an element. It's an oh, element.
1: shoot. Sorry. Uh, it doesn't matter. Same brand. Yeah. Um, <laughs> exactly. That's true. That's now, the of the episode. you're about, I'd say, a half inch taller than I am, which means that I can fit in your car. Should you let me try it? <laughs> well, Jeff's a I can't even after, say that with a straight face. After the race. <laughs> yeah, after the race. <laughs> we'll let you sit in there. And the I race. probably can't fit in it. I'd get in there and like my gut would just like be squished from a way I didn't know was
0: possible. Um, yeah, Justin drinks a lot less beer than both of us, I assume. Right. Uh,
1: <laughs> yeah,
2: but that's the IndyCar drug policy. I'm not allowed to.
0: <laughs> he wants to. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's, um, let's talk to you after the
2: race. Yeah. Yeah. Once we get on the podium, that's where you see all the drivers. We yeah. take a <laughs> swig of champagne. We're, we're uh, happy at that point.
1: So when you're not piloting racing machines around the planet, uh, and you're back home in Colorado, what do you drive?
2: I, I drive a Honda. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> I have a, a Honda Ridgeline, which, you know, I throw my mountain bike. Good and, Colorado car. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you, gotta, sense. you gotta go um, find the trails. So, uh, so yeah, I, I actually drive a Honda and also got a, uh, Acura MDX, which is great car. I've to. never talked
1: to anybody who doesn't love their MDX.
2: Yeah. Um,
1: yeah. Since you're so close and the road is fully paved, you should enter your car at Pike's Peak.
2: I think it would be a Take good idea. Take down
0: some guy, I don't know, or a robe something. You could you could drive yeah. with the Honda team because they entered like seven cars last year. They had like the like a thousand horsepower Odyssey. Hey, you should drive that up. I'd, enter, I'd, I'd love at Pike's. to give that. A go. I don't know if they entered at Pike's Peak, but I know they had like a, they had a fit and they had like a CRZ and they had like a pilot.
2: Simon Pagino drove one of those, I think, one of the fits.
1: I'm trying to convince someone to let me drive a spec B car up there, and I was this close to having Mazda, and I'm, I'm not making this up. What? Mazda almost gave me their spec B car to drive up Pikes Peak. Because I I can't get in trouble on that. I mean, I yeah. can, but I'll be okay. Well, yeah. You... <laughs> it's like, it's, yeah, it's 100 horsepower. And... Eh,
0: you know, 100 horsepower won't matter. And plus, I'm, I'm also yeah, I'm not going to exactly. go
1: 10 tenths. I'll be, you know the The early laps for the exhibition cars at you know eight tenths. Talk to Gail, see if you can drive. That <laughs> I'll be the liner. most boring lap of the day, but for me, it'll be the most exciting. You should yeah. drive
0: that 1, 000, two thousand horsepower Freightliner. Oh yeah,
1: so okay, yeah do, I'm sure they'll let that. me drive that. You can um, jump it too.
0: Any
2: new cars out there that you'd like to have a go with? Street cars? There's always there's always something. I um, see the last test drive I did was in uh, the the McLaren. You know, the, the Spider, the 12C. Oh, okay. yeah. The 12C, yeah. We, we yeah. So now it's, it's time to,
1: to try the P1 and the 650? I, I think it's only fair yeah, yeah. to try the, the, <laughs> the <laughs> to P1. Yeah, I, that thing looks yeah, wild.
2: That is pretty crazy. Um, I, what impressed me was the chassis. You know, the, the balance of the, the the 12C was unbelievable. Yeah. They're also
0: killing the uh, the 12C Spider because... I the, think the they're killing all 12Cs. C's. All to, I just I thought, thought it was all I think it's just a Spider. It's all of them. The 650 is too good. Um, but the which design, is, which I is thought awesome. the twelve C was incredible. So. And the six hundred and fifty yeah. is apparently better. Yeah, and then I the P one's a spaceship, my mind <laughs> a beautiful <that>. spaceship. <laughs> yes, um, yeah. I I love that
1: uh, a lot of these um, high end luxury, high end sport automakers are embracing electronic technology. I mean, once again, stuff's filtering down from racing. Um, you know, Porsche had their GT3 Kurs cup car, which is just wicked. Yeah. I think the the motor sits here and spins like 40,000 RPMs. Yeah, right next to you. Yeah. <laughs> um, and now the 918 exists. Yeah. And now the 919 exists too. Um, so those are pretty mean. And then McLaren has it. Uh Ferrari has
0: it, I think. Yeah, Ferrari does have the it. The La, La Ferrari. Ferrari, the Ferrari um, La
1: Ferrari by Ferrari. And I think there's a, maybe one or one or two other ones that I'm forgetting that are just they're embracing I think, this. Notion. I think that's it because right now the it?
0: supercar wars is Porsche 918, P1, and the La Ferrari Ferrari Ferrari. So Who's <laughs> <That's the worst. laughs> that made by? Yeah. That's the oh, worst of course, name there's, ever. There's oh, also yeah, the Koenigsegg One One, which that, actually does not have that any electronic, electronic assist. It's just thousand. That thing's gonna be the most powerful power car on the planet. Out of a 5.0 liter turbocharger, and the turbocharger probably the size of you and Jeff.
1: And then there's a yeah. the Hennessy Venom for America, America um, that nobody counts, around. unfortunately. i are you
0: what, John, uh, even though I think it's
1: amazing. And what whatever
0: Bugatti's got to come out with. Nothing. Bugatti's dumb. Oh, hey, <laughs> come on. hey, don't let Fernand Pierce hear, hear you say that because he's going to shoot lasers out of his eyes and blow your head off. <laughs> nice, <laughs> That's how he works. Nice. Um, so we were just at the, uh, the Peterson Museum
1: talking about some of the we were talking about new cars for a second there. We'd like to talk about old cars on this show, too,
0: because um, old cars are cool. Um, The Peterson had this exhibit where they had a bunch of celebrities uh, pick their favorite sports coupe, and they did not ask me because I would have picked the Miata coupe that they made in the (laughs) mid-2000s, and Jeff would have picked his Civic SI. No, I wouldn't have. (laughs) No, he wouldn't have. No, I wouldn't have. Um, You would have picked a Subaru XT. No, I wouldn't. Have. <laughs> um, I would have picked. Well,
1: one of the choices I thought was so there was some beautiful cars, uh, like classic stuff. Um, I did like the fact that there was an NSX there, and I drove in an NSX. Yeah. That was cool. But there was a '63 Corvette picked
0: by the Top Gear USA guys, which was a good choice by them. I yeah. mean, yeah, um, that's very American too. And Ian Callum picked a DB4 Zagato. Good choice by Ian Callum. Yeah. Um, there was
1: uh, an actual Ford GT40 Mark. Mark three, Mark three, beautiful car. The civilian wow. version. Uh, there was an Iso Revolta, which was an no, awesome a choice. Oh, was it a Grifo? Okay, great
0: choice. Uh, there was a Jaggy-type coupe. There was a Mercedes 300 SL. So, like, just classic, awesome coupes. Nick Nick Mason from Pink Floyd picked a 250 GTO that was silver. And Adam, I was talking to Adam Carolla before we were there, and he picked a 250 Luso. Like, it is dark red. It's my favorite Ferrari, and it was the most beautiful car there. And Adam Carolla goes, eh, you know... Yeah, you could do a two fifty, but uh, eh, it's kind of <laughs> that's your yeah. that's your Corolla. Yeah, <laughs> all right, okay. but that's it, you know. Uh. Well, that's
1: why he should have picked a two forty. I
0: asked him about that, and he was like, "Eh, I, I see. I would have picked. He's never going to be in this podcast now. No, <laughs> oh, I know. Damn it, uh, sorry. A
1: Toyota two thousand GT would have been interesting. Ooh, damn, I would have picked that. Uh, I, but I probably... the Toyota two thousand GT. Um, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Wow. Um, the I probably would have went with the the either that Mercedes SL because I love Mercedes.
0: Yeah. Um. Bruce Meyer had that Ferrari 250 was a good choice too. Yeah, Bruce Meyer had it, and it was dusty, which was weird. Yeah, because I, I asked Bruce and he was like, oh, it's because I drive it all the time, <laughs> which is him. awesome.
1: So there yeah. was a lot of cool cars there. Um, if you had to pick an iconic coupe, what would you pick? Um, and you can be as British as you want.
2: Yeah, I would go. I would go British and go with the Jaguar. Yeah, probably the D Type.
1: That's a good one. <laughs> yeah,
2: I I drove. Um, I think it was an X- uh, XK
0: XKSs
2: yes I think I drove an XKSS I think uh, they we, we did an event when I was driving for Jaguar back in two thousand and three it was at Indianapolis and we came over and they you know brought us in it was myself and Mark Webber and it's like okay you're in that car you're in that car and off you go <laughs> okay and this this Jaguar was just a dream to drive I thought it was a, it wasn't a D Type it was the it was the XK um. And it was just so nice, so well balanced. It just floated through the corner like you see them on the the old footage, you know, t- you know the video footage of the cars sliding mm-hmm. through the corners. Yeah. Very graceful, and that's what it was like. And I, I remember I came in, and the guy goes, oh, you got to take it really easy. You know, look after this car. It's worth a bit." I said, "I am. I'm. I'm hardly putting any input. The car's doing just, all the yeah, driving." Just it's dancing. It's crazy. Yeah.
0: It's the, the Peterson has the XKSs that Steve McQueen had.
2: Wow. Yeah. yeah. That I have cool. that model at at home, you know the little. Um,
0: it's it's such a gorgeous car, BRG. Yeah, the yeah. RG, yeah, it's, yeah, it's a beautiful. The, car. Thinness, though I actually asked the Peterson about that, and they were like, "No convertibles, only coupes." And Ian Callum made us uh, was a stickler about the coupe. So if you had to pick a coupe and not the drop top, I suppose.
2: Yeah, well, I hate to be that guy, if, but I'm being that. Well, guy. there's. You I mean, there's. The e, now. You can just go with it's, the E Type coupe. E Type, yeah, E Type. Okay, <laughs> the E Type was uh, a classic car and you know still at one point in in my life i'd like to actually restore one of those and, and i think uh, you'd better
1: off just buying one yeah, <laughs> yeah. seems like you put a Cheaper. lot of money into restoring them when yeah. you you see what these add up to it's like, I, wow I, I drove one last year for two days and it was two of the greatest days of my life yeah. i drove it around tahoe convertible and it was it was the 4.2 with the four speed manual nice and it was just like you said, you're you're just yeah. you're not even being hard on the car. You're just loving every second of it. The, the straight six sounds so good, and that car is just
0: fantastic. A friend of a friend bought a um, not that much of a basket case E Type, but it was just kind of rough <laughs> around the edges. It was he bought it for thirty grand, and then he spent a hundred sixty grand to bring it up to concourse spec. Yeah. that seems insane. That's a little insane. Uh, yeah, that's. You know how many crazy. Miata's you could buy for that much <laughs> money? You buy every Miata, right? Every one of them. Um, yeah.
1: Speaking of exciting coupes. Uh, that NSX I know I talked about it on the last episode but I'm still in it Have you ever driven one of those
2: I have yes
1: How, it's just so good Yeah It feels like you're sitting right behind the front axle so your your vision is insane
2: Yeah you you're up there against the glass and
1: But then also the seating position is so awesome! I love this car
0: so much. <laughs> it's very well thought out, yeah, and uh, it rotates really well. This is um, it's very easy to drive. It's incredibly easy to drive. Know, is the shifter's easy. The clutch isn't punishing it at all, and and
1: not in the sense that a GTR is easy to drive. Right. Like that's that's a different type of easy to drive. This is just a beautiful sports car with one of the best gearboxes ever in a production car, and oh, I love this car so much. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
2: they're, they're fun. I actually did a it was many years ago. I did a track day and got to drive. Both the uh the GTR and this and the Honda NSX all at the same time. Ferrari three sixty, that's showing how old it was. Um <laughs>
0: now this one must have been like an R thirty four GTR. Yeah, it was yeah. the R thirty four.
2: So um that was a lot of fun just Yeah. Smashing <laughs> these cars around a track on the track Oh, that's always fun, isn't it? Yeah. You know, he Carbon ceramic brakes, I think they were on the uh on the R34 at that point so that thing stopped
1: the folks folks at Aston Martin looked at me funny once because I asked if you could get stainless as an option instead of carbon ceramics because I'm so sick of street cars they've gotten better but the first batch of carbon ceramics you pull up at every stoplight and yeah. so everybody looks at you like you're an asshole. I, my wife's asking me why the car's broken. <laughs> like, oh, they're they're brakes. They're made for race tracks. It's, I had it's a cool. I had
0: racing brakes on my I had racing brake pads on my car. And I remember I was picking up a friend to go to a, like a party or something. And she was like, Oh my god, you need to change your brakes. And I didn't have the heart to tell her they're racing brake pads. Yeah, they're racing. Didn't have it's the heart. They were <laughs> too <laughs> embarrassed. I was embarrassed. It was awkward. Yeah, those
1: those were bad. Yeah, but like, but I and I was at it's a, a launch event for an Aston. I'm like, is it optional to get stainless? And they go, Why would you want that? And like. I didn't want to say it cause I so I don't sound like an asshole at every drive through, <laughs> like when I go to get coffee in the morning. Um, but I, they wouldn't have liked that. Yeah, because that's
0: signified in an Aston. You imagine James Bond going, oh, hey, I'm going to go I pick up this for <laughs> 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 in front of the Monte Carlo swung, yeah. Casino. See, that's, yeah. a good, that's a better example than my example. Yeah. But yeah,
1: exactly. Um, so you're looking forward to the race this weekend, obviously. Big things in store. Last year was third. Podiums are good top of the podium is better
2: yeah wins are better so that's the only thing people remember long term is is who won so that's what we want to do and um you know this it, is one of those races anything can happen right i think it's going to be hard for strong pace it seems like this year you know the the level of driving is is increased again so um you can't leave anything on the table you got to push the car the whole time and yeah, you know, hopefully we can we can battle it out get a good qualifying because last year we qualified 23rd i think it was we had an issue didn't didn't get out for qualifying so we came from behind and
1: that's weight from way behind that's yeah, excellent
2: yeah we, we managed to, to make it up to the front which who uh, had the early
1: cool. crash last year was it dixon I was in the grandstands, and he somebody crashed right in front of me. And it was my first IndyCar race. I was like, "Wow, this is this is, this is yeah. crazy." I <sighs> think it was. It's the, the so there's the back straight where you go under yep. the overpasses, and then the, the turn way. into the grandstands, and somebody hit the wall and went over right there.
2: Yeah, I can't remember. Was it? Um, I want to say Savedra hit pretty good. Yeah, uh, he, he hit pretty good there. So I, I want to say Sabedra. I think it was
1: early in the race too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, not that we want to see that yeah, because the track
2: grips up as we, as we go on, yeah and um and once you get off that racing line where all the rubber is and all the grip, you get off there and it's back to dusty, dirty you know street, so you suddenly
0: so it's a drastic difference, and yeah really. And and that's that.
2: that's where you end up getting the big crashes because it's you're on this very thin thread you know trying to get through the corner and then you get on the dirty and, section.
1: and I'm assuming they have to clean up though the the drift section from formula or they leave it.
2: No, because it, no, it it, it's still black.
1: It's completely yeah. black. The, I went home that day. I was cleaning flecks of rubber out of my hair, which was, yeah. it was awesome, but it was crazy. Yeah. And they had
0: to clean up after all those crashes that happened during Formula Drift. Yes.
1: <laughs> yeah, there are a lot of big accidents. That was fun. Uh, nice. It was exciting, though. Uh, it was good stuff. But when those guys crashed, they like laugh and smile and just go duct tape and... and um. You zip ties, which is
2: funny. Yeah. Um, I'd so, like to give that a try at some point. Oh, I, th- I,
1: I think <laughs> it's Frankenstein your car. Almost yeah. any race car driver you talk to is kind of like, oh yeah, I. I they kind of want to do it too, because every now and then, if you go into a power slide, you're like, oh good, I caught it. <laughs> like, oh, we didn't want that to happen. And uh, but then you see these guys are their steering angles. I, I have some still photos where I mean the ter- the tires, the angle on them is just insane. Um, one of my favorite stories about a drift car is I was at a. Um, A shakedown or uh, they're they're filling the car Reese Millen and his dad Pikes Peak a couple years ago the last year that it wasn't fully paved it was the year that Tajima broke 10 minutes but this was a couple weeks before and uh, Reese was there and he's letting his dad Rod drive um, his his car to do a different class and compete against Jeff Swart and some of those guys. And uh, his dad's funny. He goes, I, I just told Reese I didn't want no fucking drift car. And sure enough, <laughs> he's driving Reese's Hyundai drift car. And so they had to reduce a bunch of steering angle yeah. on it and do this. stuff. So that, that Rod Millen's drift car line is my favorite drift car story, even though it's not really a drift car story. But, uh yeah getting off topic i got
0: a red with uh, reese Millen uh, last week actually because remember i i went out to lake elsinore when they were testing a veloster for a grc and it broke and five minutes <laughs> like not even five minutes after they unloaded it off the trailer they he, he like did a couple s turns around the parking lot lined it up to go like just launch it and the alternator belt broke which broke the cam cover which is plastic which broke the cam belt which broke the timing which <laughs> bent a valve Oh, all within like 10 minutes since I got there. So Reese to... has had some serious. So it was luck. like me, Reese, their new uh, Emma Gilmore, which is their new New Zealand uh, uh, co-driver. And then um, like the Hyundai PR guys, we just went to go get pie at Coco's. And then <laughs> a few weeks later, at, I mean, like I think, of, yeah, a few weeks later at uh, San Pedro, they had um, Red Bull GRC had a, like a media day. So they finally fixed a car and I got a ride with them and it was great
2: cool yeah nice um it's boring story i'm sorry no. <laughs> like i said I, I want to give it a go at some yeah. point it's it's uh grc they'll recruit anyone. You'd,
1: i don't think you'll need to raise two million dollars i think someone can get you into a driver. <laughs> yeah. um especially this weekend right, um you can make connections this weekend yeah to set it up a bunch of them are in mexico right now doing a demo um there you go
2: yeah yeah the other thing that's happening this weekend is robbie gordon's stadium trucks yeah they look fun to drive those as well. things look awesome yeah
1: now uh Since we have you here, uh, if you want to tell everybody listening uh, where they can find you online, like Twitter and all that good stuff,
2: I'll do it all. We've got Twitter, Justin underscore Wilson, Um, even website justinwilson.co.uk. They're the main ones also, DelcoinRacing.com. So, you know, pretty much from any of those, you can find out anything you need to know. Find you know, Facebook and YouTube and. All that fun stuff. IndyCar's website is always handy, so there's lots of ways to follow and keep up with what's going on. Um, even got my own app that's on the app store. So really, nice. Yeah, it's just a collection of all the social media and pictures and images from the event. So uh, that's cool. Pretty. Try cool, and yeah. put it in one place for everyone to follow.
0: Nice. And you're also Justin Wilson on Facebook as well. Like yeah,
2: uh, to- yep. Justin. Um, i trying to think what my Facebook is now. It's automatically sold in my phone. I just <laughs> turn it on so you forget. Justin Wilson Racing is, is the Facebook. Nice.
1: Um, and then anything anything you, you'd like to plug while you're sitting here with the mic in front of your face? Watch,
0: watch Long Beach Grand Prix this weekend.
2: Yeah.
1: Or watch yeah. it last weekend.
0: Yeah. That's
2: true. Always good to, to go back and watch last week's race. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. And then so.
1: where, where's, where's uh, the next race?
2: We're moving on to uh, Barber in uh, Birmingham, Alabama. And then from there... We go up to Indianapolis to race the Indianapolis G P um, and also then the Indianapolis five hundred. So awesome. we have got a busy schedule coming up. This, this season it's all condensed into uh, six months, so we're on the road a lot. We'll keep him busy, but it should be good fun. Do you guys always race at Barber? Yeah, okay. yeah, we've raced there for the last five years. Oh, okay. It's it's a fun track, a lot of elevation change, yeah. high G forces in our yeah. car.
1: I just saw some video of uh, some cars being tested out there. It Looks like a pretty awesome track.
2: Yeah. It, it's it's definitely a, a cool place to go and they got a fantastic museum as well. Yeah. You know, the motorcycle, the motorcycle museum Museum's and great. they got got all sorts in there. They've Got some cars and
1: What what is your car number right
0: now?
2: Number 19. 19. Okay. It's red, white and blue. Boy Scouts of America, Sunny's barbecue. So you you can't miss it. Perfect Different brands. Yeah. Yeah,
0: <laughs> Are you are you sponsored by Boy Scouts of America? Yeah. That's great cuz I was an Eagle Scout. Oh, Wait, the congratulations. Sonny's in Memphis. Yeah. Uh, or is that a different one
2: uh, I see the the, the, chain Co- through the southeast. Y- yeah oh, okay. it's a chain and Dale Coin, who owns Del Coin Racing um, he owns uh, so many of these Sonny's Barbecue chains around Florida because
1: uh, I'm 99% sure I got Sonny's Barbecue as a, as a like a gift pack as a groomsman gift a couple of years ago and it was delicious if it's the same Sonny's well we'll just say it's the same Sonny's yeah that,
0: um, sounds good let's go with it yeah. yeah, barbecue and Boy Scouts that's great that's uh, living the dream <laughs> Uh, Blake, uh, tell everybody where they can find you. As always, BZ Ron on Twitter, bzrong, and and uh, keep reading me at autoweek.com. Perfecto. Um, follow me at Jay
1: Glucker on Twitter and also The Hooniverse. Uh, check out the updates we've made to our YouTube channel at YouTube slash The Hooniverse. Um, also, if you want to get your own podcast, go to ShoutEngine.com. And as we always say, get your own damn podcast. Uh, there's tons more signing up. Uh, the I think we said it already last week. The Seattle Mariners are now on the same uh, Seattle Mariners. Uh, Garnet on Games. Garnet on Games. Uh, smoking Tire Guys, obviously. Ammo New York City. And then Micah Bam Bam White. And that's just the tip of the iceberg. Uh, those are the only ones I listen to but the rest are also good too sorry sorry Chris uh, rank and review us on iTunes so we can climb the ladder I shouldn't have said that I'm sorry Chris <laughs> right. rank and review us on iTunes uh, so we can climb that podcast ladder and Blake can keep doing his Corolla impressions this yeah, time in well, front then of next Corolla. year
0: we'll be next year we'll be Peterson. we'll be invited to the Peterson as celebrities it'll be great
1: if you keep doing that if absolutely. I keep doing that it definitely will be uh, and then uh, Justin thank you so much for joining us tonight it's been a real pleasure no thank you very much and uh, we wish you nothing but an amazing
2: season. Thank you. We'll
1: be there. I'll be there in the stands rooting for you on Sunday. Exactly. I'll, I'll
2: look for you. Yeah. All right guys, that's
1: episode 55. See you next week.